Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. I've just, start, just started on Johnny Senades. <laughs> I actually have just hit record as well. I should edit, I should edit this bit out, but bloody hell, yeah. pr- probably won't happen because I'm lazy. Um, right, well, sorry for that intro. <laughs> Oh, how dull my days. Right, this is episode number 145. Uh, actually, I'm no question myself. I should know this. Bear in mind, I made a thumbnail for episode before this, only today. And now I've forgotten what I put on it. It's Sunday's episode that goes on a Monday. There we are. Yeah, but it's not tomorrow's Monday. It's the Monday after. We're actually a week and a day in advance. Still holds true. Still out on a Monday. This is correct, Johnny. I'm not saying you're factually incorrect because you're <laughs> factually on the button. More importantly, it is only, well, for me and Ed anyway, not so much maybe you because you're a little earlier, but it's only 10 more weeks until we fly to your hol- your wedding destination and our holiday destination. Mm. It's very, very quick now, isn't it? It is, it is. I know this because, one, I counted, but two, I counted because I was working out the rest of my uh, mesocycles and what I will be doing in terms of my nutrition between now and your holiday. Gaining. Gaining. Oh, you ask, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm glad you did ask. <laughs> um, so no, I was only planning out because I'm now in week four of my current mesocycle and I and obviously 10 weeks to go. So I am going to take uh, one more week of overreaching um, in my training um, and one more week of dieting. So that will be, I think, my sixth week. It might be the end of my seventh. I think it's the end of my sixth week, I think. I can't remember now. But um, And then next week, I'm going to have a diet break um, and a deload. So not this week coming, the following week. By the time you're listening to this, it will be that week coming because I said we're a week in advance. But So yeah, I'm going to have a week and a diet break. Then it'll leave me nine weeks. And then it'll be another four-week mezzo, deload, four-week mezzo. And depending upon how I feel, I'll either diet through that. So I'll be shredded as fuck when we go on holiday. Um, or I will possibly have a diet break at that mesocycle um, end again. There we go. I think 10 pounds on holiday. What's that? And then gain 10 pounds. Yeah, mate, yeah. 10. That is that is probably underestimating how much I'm going to gain. 16. That's, that's just the first day. Now, now, usually I gain mm, six or seven. Which isn't, which isn't horrendous, no. But bear in mind how much I eat as well. I know I train every day, and I do try to actively, um, no, I try to proactively do stuff like walk in and just be active and things, still hit my step count, which is generally quite hard in an all-inclusive resort because there's only so far you can go if you don't leave it as well. But the resorts are pretty big, though, so by the time you walk from your hotel room to well, the buffet two or three times, like... You can soon get your steps up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they, some are big. Yeah, uh, like the one, the te- some of the ones I've been to recently haven't been particularly big, and I've had to proactively say, right after breakfast, go for a walk, or you know, after some of the meals, go for a walk. Yes, I'll you know get a decent amount, like you say, just naturally going to breakfast or whatever, um, and in the gym and things. But I do have to kind of make sure, you know, don't just sit around the sun lounge all day. Mm. I have to kind of purposely think, oh, I'll go get a drink now, and I might walk to a bar further away or. You know, I might go purposely get a coffee from a bar in the morning just to go for a, get a few steps of stuff. Because otherwise, I don't hit my my step count. And people might think, "Oh, this is ridiculous! Why are you even running on holiday?" 
A um, couple of reasons. I think one is good habits. Two, I think it's still good for your health to be some some form of active. Even, you know, I am training most days as well. But I just like being active as well. It makes me feel good. Especially like when you're wandering around somewhere topless all the time or like not wearing much clothes or, you know, tight clothes or whatever. You consume very, feel very bloated and kind of very like lethargic yeah. and that. So to, to move around and to keep moving and train and that just kind of makes you feel good as well, doesn't it? Well, the, tra- the training makes me feel good. There is possibly a small element of kind of the whole, I'm kind of justifying, like training allows, justifies a bit more freedom in the eating part. I don't think it's that big a deal because I'll be honest, I think I'd eat reg- that way regardless of where I trained or not. So, meh. Um, I don't think I feel, I, I kind of practically move around because I feel bloated and stuff. I know what you mean. Like, I think I feel bloated regardless. So, but I do like, I just, you know, I just think it's good habits. I just think I oh, like, yeah, it's good to get around. I just don't like, I get a bit itchy feet and I just feel a bit twitchy mm. if I literally just sit on a sun lounger for eight hours a day, nine hours a day. So, well, it's like at the moment bored. when it rains so much, you're sat in the house all the time when you're not working or whatever. And you're just like, Jesus, I need to get out. I need to go do stuff. So, like, today we, we, went out and about and went to a local place with like a big garden centre and some shops and stuff near it. And um, it was rammed. Like there was barely a parking space free. And like this is a big old place. It was absolutely rammed. It was just because it was the first nice day we've had where the sun actually came out after three or four weeks of rain. Mm. So It was nice as well, wasn't it? It's been a really nice day. So yeah, we've, uh, we've done a bit of shopping today. Bought something. What did you buy? Plant pots? No. I've been emptying plant pots in the garden and nearly broke my finger trying to bang the soil out into the bin. Oh, right. <laughs> I missed the bin and just whacked my finger on the bin. Instead. I thought you were going to say something else then. Um, no, no. I, I broke um, my finger trying to bang. I thought you were going to no. use, use a phrase often misused, <laughs> finger banging. No. <laughs> no, no, never. I had a mate who uh, massively got cramp uh, halfway through finger banging and he was known as Cramping Dave for quite a while. Wow. Uh, if, if this podcast wasn't known as Lads, Lads, Lads before, fucking is now. Uh, no, we um, we went viewing a, a puppy today. and uh, oh, I may have saw saw something on your Instagram. Yeah, we, we've, uh, we've decided, we, we were sort of given like 24 hours to sort of make a decision and uh, we have decided we're going to have the puppy. Have my advi- take my advice, mate. Don't do it. Yeah, I second that. <laughs> That's what everyone else has said. Don't do it, honestly. Just don't uh-huh. do it. Puppies are lovely. Dogs are still lovely, even though there's not as nice as puppies. But they are such a tie-down. You think kids are bad. They're just as bad. Just as yeah, bad. no, I know. We've, we've both had dogs before, so we know what we're getting ourselves into. What are you going to do during the day? Well, I work from home a lot. so. Well, I know, but not every day. Not every day, no, but we've got dog walkers and mm. family and stuff. Poor little puppy. <laughs> Poor puppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he... Um... Well, she, uh, yeah, she, she, uh, she'll be well attended. And, uh, yeah. oh, good. Well, I'm getting shredded. You're buying a puppy. Johnny, what are you doing? Dieting. Sweet, really. Sorry. Dieting hard. Good. Really hard. No. Only for a couple of days. I've just gone off. Oh, I got nine weeks left. Let's see how ridiculous I can make the diet for nine weeks and see how I can survive. What, basically how ridiculous you can make and see if you can stick to it is that what you mean mm. um, give us some uh, insights Lyle's uh, protein sparring modified fast okay so 900 calories yesterday 1000 today <laughs> actually it's not too bad a minute I don't feel hungry because your, your veg is I say unlimited 
as in <clears throat> mostly greens and stuff, mushrooms and that sort of, you know, really lovely stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> it hasn't been too bad at the minute. I don't feel like I need, I haven't felt anything. I haven't felt no cravings, nothing. I think sometimes when mentally you go, right, I'm going to absolutely yeah, really nail this, you, you can uh, sort of like psychologically beat the diet, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but then sometimes it can be on the flip, and as soon as you say I'm dieting, you're like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. It's like, we've just eaten normally today, but no, I'm still hungry because I'm dieting. But then, because I'm class as like category two, you get one free meal a week, which is not, let's see how much I can eat it in an hour. You basically have your protein intake as normal, so say 49, 50 grams a meal, the veg, and then you just get. If you want a dessert, you can have one. Or if you fancy a vita, you can have one, you know, that sort of thing. And then <clears throat> once a week, you get a five-hour refeed around training. So that's, again, that's not like that's low fat. So keep the fat low. And then you're having, but I think it's between three and six grams a kilo of carbs for five hours. I probably won't go to six and a half. How... Um... How much fat does one Lyle McDonald recommend in this PSMF? It's not clear. There's no recommendation, really. It's just <clears throat> you, can, you can eat lean meat, lean beef, and that's about it. How, 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 how long does he expect people to... What's kind of like the maximum duration he would, he would expect people to kind of... So category one, which would be someone maybe 10%. 11%-ish, no more than two weeks. So okay. it's like, you, you, because you're, so, you're, you're pretty lean anyway, and you don't need to. Category two, between two and six before a two-week refeed at maintenance, then you can go back on it if you've got more. And then category three, which are obese, so I think it's like 12 weeks maybe, but then the category threes don't get refeeds, they don't get... Um, the free meal a week. Neither do the category ones. I think or the other way around. It's quite, I think it's category ones don't get the refeeds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it makes more sense. I guess it's still quite a long time about kind of very what could be very low minimal fat levels. Yeah, he's um, also talked about. I wouldn't do this, but there's another one. Is the extreme version? Or they st- the, uh, he did mention the study. Then on they done it on. So they basically only had protein shakes like three of a day or something stupid like that. He said, don't do this. He'd, he'd modify it to add in, you know, veg and actual protein. So it was like, call it 800 calories a day for a 200-pound man. And they made him do 5,000 calories of exercise. <laughs> it's like eight hours of walking. It's something ridiculous. He said, but they had legitimate, what did he say, legitimate fat losses of something like six pounds in four days or something stupid. Surprise, wasted away. There, there is... There is obviously a max amount of body fat, or you can obviously yeah. like this, isn't there? But yeah. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I can't himself top my head, I'd know what rate that, that is. That must be there, that must be there or there about, surely. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, yeah, it's taking things to the extreme, I suppose. It's not really, you know, it, it's, it's well, it is, yeah. test, testing yeah. things to yourself, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, testing things on yourself, and it was kind of something a bit, um, I'm sure we were speaking about this uh, not so long ago, or was it something I read, or I, I don't know anyway. Um, and it was just, yeah. So you know, it's interesting to test things on yourself and to to see how far you can push it. Would you turn around to clients and say, right, okay, this is what we're going to do? 
Probably not. Would you recommend it to other people? Probably not. Um, no. But it's kind of like a little self-experiment, I suppose, isn't it? To see, yeah. right, okay, you know, can I be sort of hardcore in terms of not eat a lot, try and keep my protein as high as possible within the calories and, you know, see for two weeks, right, can we really push this? Or for four weeks, can we really push this? Um, if you get to week three and you're dying and you need a refeed, then you have a refeed, don't you? Um, it's not a cheap meal. It's not a kind of, I suppose, the way you sort of explained it with you get five hours of however many grams of carbs and stuff. It, it's still a refeed and it's, you know, it's calculated and everything, isn't it? And that's why it's not a, you know, go out to um, Nando's and eat wherever you can. It's, it's, it's yeah, it, it's a calculated refeed, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and he talked about, like, don't think you can train your five days a week because you won't. If you do, you will get into problems and you do not do cardio because you will not be able to cope or recover from it. So don't fucking bother. Exactly. So it's too big then. Yeah. So it's aimed at people who are, from what I've read, like you can understand, like this is extreme. Don't go thinking you can go and smash five days a week of high volume training because you won't. Don't do cardio because most people wouldn't listen because a lot of people assume you have to do cardio to lose body fat, which is a lot of people. So don't if you don't listen, you will fuck yourself up because it was it was based on the last chance diet. They, I think it was in the seventies, and basically people died because the way they set up was well, it was fucking ridiculous. They give them protein shakes, so they're just collagen shakes. So obviously no, they get no nutritional value to the body whatsoever, and people were dying because they they lost so I think they lost a lot of heart muscle as well, and they had no electrolytes. So one or two died, and he said, "No, that's just fucking stupid." Yeah, I was going to mention about electrolytes, but that was a problem. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got a um, I think it's a gram of potassium a day, eight hundred one six hundred to one point two, oh, six hundred milligrams one point two grams of um, five, calcium, calcium. Five, five or six grams of sodium, and five hundred milligrams of magnesium I think for top of my head. So, well, so, let's just see what it's like. Yeah. I've never seen it before. I've never thought mm, actually I won't do that. I'm thinking, so far, I've not craved any carbs at all. I had 49 yesterday, about 30 today, and I don't feel like I need to eat any. But I know if I now had like a bowl of oats, I would feel like eating. Yeah, well, let let us know you get on, mate. It'd be interesting to see how long you kind of feel like it's doable for. um, Obviously, it doesn't feel very doable for very long, but interesting to see what you manage it's not something it's definitely not a long-term thing i'm going to try and push over nine weeks with a with a one week that feels like a mountain if you ask me but don't think two weeks is feasible of a refeed so close hmm. but the problem is now obviously that's not the problem you know you're gonna i'd go over there and I'll legitimately gain 15 pounds probably in uh, after that because you're going from extreme dieting to no tracking. You can guess. I mean, you can guess what you're eating. But to have an all that food in front of you, and you've got to think, ooh, can you control yourself? And that's the thing, isn't it? That's got better more and more holidays I've had, I think, mm. with me. I think the more holidays... Like, don't get me wrong, I still am very gluttonous, and I'll enjoy myself and won't deny myself anything I want. But I've got better and better every holiday I've had in terms of just not consuming foods that I'm not interested in, but for the sake of it. Because that just inevitably happens, and obviously that's magnified a billion times when you said, like you've said, when people just diet to shit, trying to get like leaner for holidays and stuff. I think when you're going all inclusive, you tend to find that they do repeat things quite often. The next, you can go right, 
you don't need to go and eat three plates of dessert because you know those desserts tend to be there all the time, especially desserts and stuff. Because you may as well go, right, I'll have one today, one tomorrow, and that's what people fall down on all days. And they just go, I'll have ten plates of everything mm-hmm. every day just because, well, it's, it's gluttony really, isn't it? I know if you for diet, it is, it is hard work. Yeah. But then... I mean, Sorry, go on, mate. It did make great listen to his podcast and he, and he was talking about flexible lighting. And people, I think people look at flexible lighting as flexible with foods, but he talks about it in a much more sensible way. He said it's flexible with how you go about dieting. It's not going, ooh, like these stupid flexibles. Right? What can I put in a bowl that makes up X macros? No, actually, if you know you overeat a little bit in the week, then put in a, a fasting day in the middle on a Wednesday, that's 20% of the calories, you know, you've changed your diet, it's flexible, so you know that you, you slightly overeat during the week, but you know you can create a huge deficit on one day to break that off, and it's like moving between different modalities of dieting to get to where you want to be, mm-hmm. which made sense, because I, I thought of this earlier, I don't think most general population should ever, not ever, at the start, shouldn't do if it fits your macros, I don't think. There is um, a big difference, so just for the people listening, there's mm-hmm. a difference between you know the definitions, or what most people would agree is the definition of something like IFYM, if it fits your macros, versus something like flexible dieting. They are not the same thing. Yeah. It is very involved on it. What can you eat? Oh, I can eat a Chinese or whatever. It's like a lot of people find it difficult don't they, to get back on it after go, oh, I've had a massive Chinese now. Oh. A lot of people find it out. Yeah, that, that, and that is the difference. Like in terms of IFYM, if you can just eat to numbers and just eat certain macronutrients, brilliant. Then you know you should pretty much essentially see the same results as any other type of diet eating the same macronutrients. Problem is, is some often the IFYM culture makes it very hard for people to stick to certain macronutrients because they don't make very sensible food choices that don't lend themselves to adherence very well and stuff like that. So it's also a problem for Mark. Is Mark and well, they really? Because people wouldn't think, yeah, I can eat what I what I eat now and lose weight. And it's like, well, you well, can't really... You, you can eat what you want now. You just can't eat the same amounts. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's like, mm, it is... It, it, I think, I've been talking it before, you, you make people think, oh, you can do it, which they can. But it's, for most people, it's probably not practical for the first, you know, couple of months if they've not dieted properly. They've been overweight for most of their life. Mm. Because... Hunger, they are going to, they're not really in control of it, really. They, you can't say, oh, I'm going to have three Jaffa kicks. It's like, yeah, they're going to have ten. Yeah, but perhaps, uh, what I, before we move on, I suppose, yeah, I do agree for the most part. There are some people, though, that that their personality traits or their yeah. character or thing are just a case of that. They just need some education around, mm-hmm. I don't know, just calorie contents of food, I suppose. And they can just, you know, eat something like an IFM diet because they're actually not that bothered about certain foods. They're not really the sort of person that has really struggled with hunger. And there are other reasons why they're, you know, overeating or in calories, boredom or routine and stuff. And once they kind of get that into check, actually they can, like there will be some people that you can throw all the dietary tips in terms of high protein, higher fiber foods, higher phytonutrients, micronutrients and, and stuff just to try and help them go. These will make you feel more satiated. So therefore eat this way. And that just doesn't suit them. And they would much rather eat a lot fucking less and have a meat boots meal deal um, and uh, I don't know a microwave meal for eating. That's just that just suits them way better. 
Yeah, and, right. and, they're, and they're just not hungry. They're just like, yeah, that's fine. As long as I know it kind of fits my calories, whatever. That's just the convenience and the ease of it is far. And just that kind of preference, I suppose, in being able to have, you know, a chocolate bar and not feel deprived. That's more important to them than it is to, to deal with things like satiety and adherence to, to hunger levels and stuff because they ain't that bothered in the first place. There are people like that. It's the psychology of knowing you are allowed to have it mm-hmm. than when I can't have it. The psychology is totally, it's like it makes you think, oh, What's the first thing you do when you say, I, I can't eat chocolate, when you want chocolate? If you say, oh, I can, I can have this bit if I want, and then you just choose not to. And it's, yeah. it's the psychology of it again, isn't it? Yeah. But there's surely you need to know, you need to ask the right questions to a client, don't you? Yeah. So you can, I know you're not always right. You think, well, well, our approach didn't really work, and it could be the total opposite, but you need to have it. Like people, if people are ever buying diet plans online, pointless absolutely pointless as in like oh yeah use 50 quid use a sheet of paper or whatever yeah. don't do this well, that's what i was going to say i was going to say like the is the you've said about it in terms of knowing your clients but i was going to say the individual themselves it's really important to know kind of what dietary approach suits them and it's going to be very individualized and different for each individual yeah. and not going to be a, a one-size-fits-all but um so shall we because I don't want to upset our listeners that give us feedback like, it's like Dear Diary at the start. Yes, Jack, I'm talking about you. Uh, or Tom, who says, I skip past the bullshit at the start. I think he used the word bullshit, something like that. But he's a wanker, so it doesn't matter. Um, which was another thing he told me off of calling him wanker on, on air. So I've called him a wanker again. So I just, cause it's only because we are 21 minutes in again and we're still not talking about what we're going to talk about today, even though we said we're going to have very short, succinct uh, catch, catch it was relevant, wasn't it? It was relevant. But yeah, well, it was useful. It's not relevant to this topic, but useful. Yeah. Um, what we wanted to talk about today was something that I see quite a lot within, kind of not not so much the industry, but definitely within kind of gen pop, the type of office conversation you'll often see. Maybe the conversations you have with your mum or you, you know your great aunt. I'm trying to fit it really random. Beryl. Beryl. Yeah, Beryl. Your great aunt Beryl. Um, sitting around the Sunday lunch table, she's invited over for for dinner, kind of thing. Um, which is what is known as um, well, I was going to say it's like a naturalistic fallacy, but actually that's what I thought it was. But I think it's actually some that's slightly something different. So it's kind of more like the real term would be the appeal to nature fallacy. So let me just kind of put that into a little bit of context, and then what we'll do is we'll just have a little debate, and we'll see where we go with it. Um, we haven't really prepared too much so this could be good this could be really shit basically in today's society so i find it funny like what the fuck was that ed not me that was definitely you not me Johnny? i'm uh, plugging my laptop in but i didn't do anything when that noise Fucking happened hell. christ uh, i actually went right down my leg holes right anyway before i um got in- rudely interrupted i was gonna say like it's like we're, we live in a funny age, right, where we have this like little tiny thing in our hands most of the time. And I'm not talking about my penis. I'm talking about a iPhone or other brands are available, but some type of smartphone, which if you went back 100 years and told someone that you had this, you know, this magical device in your hand that you could basically find out anything you ever wanted was correct or not correct or find out any piece of information, they would basically probably drown you or hang you or call you a witch or whatever. It's that mad, right? But we do live in these times. We live in these times where we've got a phone and we can literally Google anything we want. And yes, there's a lot of right and wrong information, there, but we can we can generally get to the answer we need to get to if we want to find out whether something's real or not, which I think is obviously a, a, a great place to be, but also quite funny. Um, 
And the reason I kind of position like that is because this kind of appeal to nature fallacy is still quite funny that, like, it's still really quite, I don't know, huge or prevalent, but, like, still used by a lot of people. Like I said, your great Aunt Beryl, almost. Um, now, what is it? So, it is essentially when people... And it could be used for many things, not just foods, and we'll probably talk about some of those other things as well. But basically, when people say food is natural, natural is good, therefore food must be good for us. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yep. So, and I guess even worse, natural can sometimes also be kind of conflated with weight loss, which is one of the reasons we want to talk about it because um, people think, oh, if it's natural, it must be good for you, and it must mean that you can lose weight eating it. Or, you know, if I only eat natural foods, then I'm going to lose weight. Again, something we will tackle very shortly. Um, one of the other problems with it as well is that there are, um, or there is an issue with the fact that people consider unnatural things not good for us, which might not necessarily be the case. It's like the whole sort of clean and junk, isn't it? It's kind of, it's a very similar sort of thing, and if yeah. people are kind of struggling to understand what what do you mean. Um, it's kind of yeah, clean, you know, clean foods are, are good for you, junk food is bad for you. Well. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely an element of the, the, the natural versus unnatural aligns again some kind of like good versus bad moral kind of behaviours or thought process behind it, which we know in that type of moral thinking is not particularly conducive to good well-being, you know, healthy minds and healthy habits and all of that mm. stuff. So. It all ties in together. Yes. Um, so I thought maybe we can start with thinking about some of the well maybe yes some some of the issues as to why it's a problem and why is this kind of appeal to nature an issue when it comes to nutrition um weight loss maybe or whatever it's well it's the whole sorry go on johnny assumption as they say is the mother of all fuck-ups and then people assume assume because it's natural it must be healthy and low carbs helps Weight loss. It's not really the case, is it? I mean, some things are obviously vegetable is natural, which tends to be low calorie. But you take the paleo diet, then, which is based on natural foods, and then they come up with like all natural paleo bars. Well, it's not as in maybe the, the bits in there are natural, but if it's a bar that's like four hundred calories because it's probably got nuts in, then that's not really conducive to a weight loss diet then because you're eating a 400 calorie bar and <clears throat> that happens a lot in it because it's all natural ingredients people just go that oh, must be good then and then rebus on the back i had someone look at it, all natural cooking go jesus christ there's 400 calories in this i said yeah you may as well have a crispy donut instead and it would have tasted nicer but the the a good 400 calories so it must be you know because it's natural so they're good 400 calories but even if the ingredients were a better profile then of that natural cookie compared to a a natural whatever you call it <laughs> 400 calories for someone who's a small female is a lot of calories to waste on a small cookie which is not going to fill you which is then conducive to a good diet yeah they kind of yeah they they link it back around again don't they because I know like um, at at the moment sort of Alex is trying to sort of eat well um, and uh, we were in Tesco earlier on and um, I says oh you haven't got any chocolate and you want some chocolate and she says no 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 it's supposed to be being good 
I says, well, you can still have a little bit of chocolate here and there. And uh, she's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, it's not healthy. And I says, well, I said, yeah, but if, you, if you're going to be craving chocolate a lot or this sort of thing, and I kind of explained that a little bit. And she kind of was doing the whole, well, if it's healthy, then it's good for me. It's better for helping me lose weight. And it was kind of what Brett was saying that is quite often uh, twinned with the whole losing weight. Well, if it's natural, then it can help me lose weight or um and, uh, and I kind of just said to her that we're in the middle of the aisle in Tesco, if anybody was over here and they probably thought I was a bit of a dick, I was just like, it's calories, it's what you need to focus on is calories for weight loss. Um, and yes, you want to be healthy whilst doing it, so lots of micronutrition, vitamins and minerals, but at the same time, it does come down to the, the calories, as we keep saying. Um, so it's the same with the natural thing, isn't it? Like you were just saying there about, um, and I was sort of trying to make a bit of a joke about the whole well, then you know the natural calories, so they've got to be good calories. Um, still, still calories though. So if you're having a, um, let's say like a, I don't know, like a Babe Ruth or something, which are like 350 calories, or you're having some natural paleo homemade bar, which is made out of nuts, seeds, lard, and coconut you know coconut oil. oil, yeah, just all that sort of stuff, and it's that's 350 calories. Well. You know, there might, you might get some more vitamins and minerals out of the, the, the paleo bar, but still 350 calories. And if you're eating that thinking that's going to help you lose weight, well, then you're wrong. Go and eat a stick of carrots, you know, a carrot stick or something. Yeah, there's right. um, there's a problem. Well, there's, not a problem. There's, there's something that maybe is a consideration there for, I see it as two points. One is what you've just kind of inferred, or, or no, well, stated, I suppose, actually. The, are the substrates good or bad for you, i.e. the molecules or whatever you're consuming? So the whole thing about the, the Babe Roof bar or Baby Roof bar versus a um, paleo bar, you know, which one might have more nutritious stuff in it. But there's also the point of which one's going to have either more or less calories to help you manage a healthy weight. There's almost two aspects. And they're not mutually exclusive, obviously, because you can eat both and do both almost mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you can have that Baby Roof bar and still manage your weight manage a healthy weight you know eating energy balance or eating energy deficit and whatever you know whatever your goal is so um i guess that's the way of looking at it and it's the same say the exact same example of johnny's cookie there might be more nutritious foods in that cookie compared to other cookies available but actually what's more important to you at this current moment in terms of your health would it be maintaining a healthy body weight so if you're overweight, then you arguably will know actually eating the Krispy Kreme donut at 300 calories versus the paleo at 400, paleo or the, sorry, the cookie, whatever it was at 400. That's probably the better option, even though that just seems to go against what we believe because this whole appeal to, to nature thing, you know, this, oh, we can't have that, can't have that Krispy Kreme donut because that's unnatural and it's synthetic and it's man-made and it's junk. Whereas this factory processed <laughs> a natural cookie is completely natural and not made in a fa- oh no it's made in a factory hold on see what i mean it's you know there is there are some issues there i guess that that's probably one thing to round round that little bit up with in terms of what is more important to you in terms of your goal is it getting some nutritious foods because you're lacking in nutrition or is it managing your weight because fundamentally yeah, you you almost have to decide, I suppose. Well, you don't have to decide. Like I said, it isn't mutually exclusive, I suppose. But it's almost like what is your priority? Yeah, you can definitely do both. But there's certain foods and things that you kind of need to eat, and some things that you need to sort of almost forget, really. Um, so yeah, so if you were trying to be as healthy as possible in terms of getting lots of micronutrition um, and lose weight, um, then you've just got to sort of pick and choose your your quote unquote healthy foods. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating lots of fruit and veg. 
then that's going to be better for you than instead of eating like nuts and seeds and, and you know all that sort of stuff um and oils and, and those sorts of things so yes you're going to be getting different vitamins and minerals and um but you you know you're maximizing for, for what you can eat for your calorie allowance um you are maximizing um <laughs> wow <laughs> brett's doing like a, a light show uh, <laughs> um I'm distracting myself <laughs> um that lies full on bouncing off your head and nearly blinding me that is <laughs> um what was i saying yeah so you, you you kind of need to pick and choose and sometimes you know you might have to supplement with um things that you you're lacking but if you generally speaking if you you know if you have lots of colorful fruits and veg um and you pop in a fish oil uh, you're going to be covering all bases there anyway so i was going to say like i think in the western world we overdo or overstate like basically how much nutrition we probably really need there is a whole oh you must have your five fruit and veg day which is a good thing to aim for but to be honest it's pretty difficult to come deficient in most stuff in the western world yeah yeah foods are either fortified with things or just in general you know as long as you're not just eating like the worst kind of chicken nuggets going um and that's all you're eating like you, you're going to be getting some from somewhere um like we were saying about the other the week about the, like the fortified fiber and stuff like that in the like cereals and and all those sorts of things um it, they're the hiding nutrition in everything just to try and help uh people out for you know well for now and for later in life that's why so much kids stuff is just fortified with everything because they know how picky kids are and stuff it's the same with with adult stuff as well that's why looking at the nutrient density of foods can often be like i say overstated and maybe it should be secondary to just looking at how many calories your point around the the comment in the supermarket around calories in calories out is what you should be focused on right now Mm -hmm. yeah again it's just like your goal isn't it completely your goal but um, at the same time, though, if you're packing back, you're trying to be super healthy and you're not too bothered about weight, but then you're packing back everything that's natural and everything that's um, organic and all this sort of stuff, but you're not eating mostly fruits and veggies and that sort of stuff and lean meats, um, you're then going down the route of, like, like we keep using this kind of like paleo bar or the super cookie or whatever, and you keep smashing all those types of things, your weight's going to go up and then naturally because of increased body fat you're then making yourself less healthy even though your micronutrition may be stacked yeah it doesn't it doesn't even have to be those examples though because it could be people doing exactly that but with avocados with nuts Mm -hmm. with honey oils yeah yeah, olive oils and dried fruit and all of these things that are hugely calorific will be yeah exactly trail mix granola is the like the key like fucking this is definitely the kind of appeal to, to natural fallacy that's one of the key kind of products that you kind of think of when you when people think of oh it's natural it's granola no it's not it's not well it is, it is the things the term natural itself is and we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute is is misleading anyway but yes it is potentially healthy it is potentially in air quotes natural if you want to put it that way but it's also fucking damn calorific because it's oats, um, fats, honey, and very, like, nuts and dried fruit and stuff. And, yes, it's fucking delicious, and I love granola. Oh, my days, I love granola. But you can't eat lots of it and stay in calorie balance because you can eat a, a bowl and it's, like, a 1,000 calories or 1,500 calories in a bowl of granola. Well, it's like as soon as you say, right, okay, I'm going on a diet, so I should have porridge for breakfast? And you're like, nope. Because <laughs> uh, probably your, not. Your oats is stacked in calories and you're going to have it with milk and um, yeah syrup. and then 
yeah, nuts, you're gonna seeds. Put shit on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. So like don't, put, don't put shit on your porridge, mate. That must taste disgusting. <laughs> well, <laughs> when needs must. Uh, <laughs> anything for a bit of flavour. Um, but you do though. You like you. You just it, people. You like you say right. Okay. Well, you know, design me a, a healthy diet. Um, for, for fat loss and people straight away then just start adding all these things in um, another conversation we had in Tesco today was about the, the chocolate gate um, and she said oh I, I'm, just said, I'm not sure what how many um, brunch bars or whatever it was um, I've, I've got in um, and, uh, and I said well are they, are they less calories than like a little dairy milk um, and oh I, I don't know and that, that's kind of when the, the, the calorie conversation came in because um, because it's a you know a breakfast bar or a brunch bar and they're kind of you know deemed to to, to to be healthy are they you know if they're any more than 120 calories then you can you know have a dairy milk instead that is uh, a that is a banging example of this appeal to nature fallacy that we talk about where someone is i can't have a chocolate because i'm being healthy and i'm being good in quotes but i haven't got any brunch bars in i better get some more brunch bars they're all right because you know they're, yeah. they're brunch bars yeah they're 150 they, calories yeah no. So that is a let, great me, let me see if there's any in there. Alex, are there any brunch bars in the cupboard? Can you get me one, please? I've eaten uh, them all, Ed. I can't. I've eaten them all. <laughs> yeah, she's, when she's did she suddenly become southern? I've eaten them all, Ed. I've eaten them all. Um, so, go on and tell us how many calories uh, are there. They are uh, delicious, though. I do quite like these. Pass me the box, Al. It doesn't say on the thing. And, like, if you look at the size of that compared to it's probably, like, what, the length of my finger? I've got long, like, big hands. Um, so he says... Uh, so each 32 gram bar contains 137 calories Alex can you get the dairy milks um, so these, are, these are both made by Cadbury um, dairy so milks dairy milks there's milks. multiple in there so there's, what well, there's more, more than one I don't care <laughs> you can't you can't call it plural it's dairy milk Okay, so not the best example because that's 192 calories in a dairy milk. Yeah, pair, but, but it's still um, the same principle. It's still, it's still, yeah, you know, um, there are chocolate bars that are a lot less. Um, yeah, so, um, but it's just kind of that sort of. Um, it's a good example, isn't it? I can't have that, but I can have that, and then quite often, all right, it didn't work out this yeah. time, but quite often it it does, and the, the, the higher calories. So, so I think let's let's move on to so one of the other problems that I think is also an issue and. So we've we've kind of said about how potentially this this idea of natural products could be undermining weight loss, um, could potentially be undermining health as well. But because being obese or being overweight is more well considered very detrimental for health. I don't, I don't want to necessarily say more detrimental for health, but very very detrimental to health. Also, I think it's a big problem because if you if you've ever visited a health store, everything there is fucking so expensive, ridiculously expensive. Now. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah so this great. is another problem that I have with this with with natural products. It's always more expensive than a a air quote unnatural product. And considering that, you know, we're trying to debunk some of the reasons why people have to or, or you know kind of fall for for natural sources. I don't like people wasting their money on things that they don't necessarily need to do. Um, if the basis is the fact that it's in air quotes better for me or going to help me lose weight and stuff when we know the evidence is there that it, it necessarily won't. So I don't like to bring this up either. This is going to pain me to say this, but Johnny, we were talking before the court because you bought a pack of Eatly and Cheese, didn't you? I did, yeah. And I did. And I said, and obviously it is, well, would you say it's healthier than another cheese? Well, it's more protein in it. So if that's your goal, then I suppose it's more protein in it. Yeah. You're struggling to eat your protein, but healthier. I haven't really looked at the calories in it. 
No, well, it's 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 a lot less calories than a normal cheese, purely because of the obviously reduced fat content. It's got three percent fat rather than usual thirty to thirty-five in a normal cheddar. So, in terms of calories, it's better. It's obviously better then, isn't it? Yeah. So I suppose. Yeah, I suppose because we're saying obviously managing your weight is quite important. Then this lends itself to help you manage your weight. The reason I kind of brought that up as an example is because it's like four quid a block, isn't it? So it's not, and it's only a, like four hundred gram blocks. So it's not a big block. You're That's quite to expensive. Shop, mate. Oh, no, to yeah, shop. well, your cheese is ridiculously expensive. Um, <laughs> but no, the the point is like as much as I don't want to put down my bay, but it is an expensive thing if you're paying full price. So probably not the best example given you know we have maybe established it is a bit what we would say in air quotes healthier than potentially the you know Tesco's own block or a super Sainsbury's own block or whatever supermarket own block you go for because of its lower calorie high protein two things we would generally say would make a product healthier but still I just wanted to look unbiased then or not very biased yeah I mean you look at like so Holland and Barrett you go in there and they'll have flax seeds and you know berries and all sorts of shit and um the, the the prices of the bags of those sorts of things are ridiculous and the 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 rates people go through them as well is crazy um and then so i'm just thinking of like so when i used to work in bake all there was three shops pretty much in a row that were all like health food shops you had holland and barrett you had purple grape i think it was called and then another one neil and yards sold- neil yards i was a big one Do you remember neil yard no, I don't think I've come up. That's basically another health food that had right. just all like that sort of stuff in. But yeah. basically like um uh dry store, Holland and Barrett, so not necessarily mm. protein bars and things, but your bags of different fruits that sounds like that purple grape type. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you go in there and it's like, all right, it's three or four quid a bag or whatever, so it's not gonna break the bank. But when people are sat there like just gorging on a whole bag in an evening, like it, it, it adds up and it's all stuff that you don't particularly need to be adding to your diet, but people think, I don't want to diet, so I've got to have flakes of dry banana and stuff like that. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need it. You just don't need to be adding it in because you're just adding more calories in. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. like your flax seeds and some of that sort of stuff is, you know, has its place maybe for certain things. And it is, they are, they are some, you know, some good, contain some good omega ratios and they are some good health foods. I think the banana flakes are a really good example because, you know, it is banana. You could just have a fucking banana. Yeah. Dried banana flakes tend to be a lot higher in sugar as well because I don't know if it's the processing in terms of they coat it, coat it in sugar or something. I don't know. But generally, like dried banana, or maybe it's just the density. Maybe it's because it's dried. You just eat more mm. of the dried banana yeah. than you do it like a, a normal banana. Either way, stuff like that is just kind of like, hmm, why would I spend two quid on a bag of dried banana flakes or three quid? I don't know. They're probably, probably that sort of money when I could probably get fucking, I don't know, 100 bananas for three quid. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's going to fill you up a lot more. You're going to be eating less, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and you've, yeah, you've not sort of dried things out. And when you dry it out, you might potentially lose some of the nutrition in there. So it's stuff like that. So another example I was thinking of um, when we just briefly mentioned about this before the call, I said about oh, an example could be like the agave syrup kind of thing. That's an like a health food. People see this agave syrup and it's oh, it's, it's natural sugars. You know, it's a natural syrup. But molecularly, 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 it is the same as most other carbohydrates or simple carbohydrates. It's like, and what some some of the things is like if you for like synthetic sources of stuff that obviously are man-made compared to the equivalent of natural source. I think one of the examples that I read somewhere once upon a time was raspberry ketones, but obviously this can be applied to a lot of stuff. There was obviously like synthetic raspberry ketones versus natural raspberry ketones, and there was a some sort of supplement company or I don't know, some company that was looking to sell them, 
literally couldn't tell the difference molecularly between the synthetic and the natural sources because they are like molecules are molecules you know whether they're synthetic or natural they're pretty much the same regardless obviously you know different molecules or different compounds but you know what i mean comparing to the same things they should whether they're synthetic or not should pretty much be the same the re- this company didn't bother to sell them because they were worried that they couldn't tell the difference so therefore they were like oh we don't know if they're better like oh they, they might not be very good for these natural ones because they're the same molecularly as the synthetic ones and the synthetic ones are definitely going to be bad for you because they're not they're not natural it's like what a ridiculous reason not to sell them i mean there's yeah. other reasons not to sell them don't get me wrong but you know that was just an example of of like someone again falling for this idea because most most things in terms of like natural or unnatural like you compare any type of junk food molecularly to another type of food with the same macronutrient content and it's going to look pretty much the same yeah but what, yeah. why do we why do we think that naturally it's better it's just that, that word, isn't it? It is. It, it is. is. Fucking, I tell you what's bad for you. Too much water. That's pretty bad for you. Water's pretty natural. In yeah. fact, if we don't have it, we'll die. <laughs> Either way, you're screwed then. Too much, too little. Uh, Maybe we should drink just enough. Just enough, yeah. Moderation, like everything. To thirst, yeah. maybe. To thirst. Arsenic, apple seeds. You know, there's arsenic and apple seeds, but you wouldn't be fucking pounding that down either, would you? No, exactly. And, and but, but it's natural... Mentioned. But when you get when you get into it, um, and you start really looking at things like there was the whole like, uh, what was that twat called? Um, Johnny. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, f- food babe. Is that a name? Food yeah. Babe, yeah. Yeah. Absolute thunder twat. Um, I won't say the other word because it does offend people. Um, and she was going off on this whole like chemical thing, and so then people started posting the like the chemical structure of blueberries and saying would you eat this food and just literally like posted the ingredients list of, of blueberries uh, in terms of like the chemicals that are sort of in there the, the natural chemicals and um those people like nah i wouldn't i wouldn't and it's like that's a blueberry just you know a blueberry <laughs> that has just been picked from a blueberry plant um you know what's yeah would you eat that yeah i would right okay stop being a dickhead it's like that uh, it's that same idea of oh don't eat anything you can't pronounce and then everyone goes quinoa <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah it's so like, um yeah but well, that's it, a good, really good reason not to eat the frog spawn that is quinoa quinoa i like quinoa actually people got to think about is it, i can't i can't pronounce it aspartame is it aspartame or whatever you call it oh they're so bad food i'm like do you go on the weekend getting pissed up then yeah you know what about that you worried about a small little candle in diet coke that's been proven to be safe by the fda so are you worried about that yeah, oh, yeah, it makes you feel terrible. And yeah, really. Yeah, we're doing punching again, and you're fine. Yeah, right. doing shots till they're full, like till they're sick. Yeah, like poison. <laughs> I was, uh, it was like, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's it's unnatural. It's definitely no good for me. Yeah, where's your evidence of that? Then? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah. One of the other reasons might be, and we we kind of mentioned this before on the call as well. No, uh, I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't have many good examples of this. It's probably a poor one to bring up. But I'm going to anyway because I think a lot of people might even still resonate. It's medicine. And obviously people might start to think, ooh, medicine's not natural. I'm not taking these synthetic drugs. I'm going um, to start swapping my cancer treatment with alkaline diets because obviously that is way more natural and better for me than, than having chemotherapy or you know, kind of other, other cancer drugs. What was the? There was a big story on that, wasn't there? Um, where somebody said, "Don't, don't have chemo. Don't have any of the meds. Try 
whatever it was. And did they sue him in the end? Or I, I can't remember. Someone did jail. I'm sure they did. Well, there was a there was, a, there was a, uh, a non-doctor, but he was called a doctor, but he wasn't an actual doctor. I think in America, he owned some sort of ranch, didn't he? And he had people come over paying tens of thousands of dollars to come and have an alkaline treatment because he was basically claiming that that was a, a cure for cancer. Um, someone died. So obviously basically just injecting yeah. or like IV and bicarbonate soda into people's veins because that was apparently going to cure their, their cancer. And I think there was a UK woman actually that died. Um, and... That is absolutely appalling and terrible because appealing to people's desperation to make money, essentially, is like one of the most horrific things you can do. Because obviously, you imagine if you've been told you've got six months to live, treatment's not, you're not responding to treatment or whatever, and then someone says, yeah, but if you give me 50 grand, I've got a cure, and there's all these testimonials that has cured it. And then, you know, that person that died is, is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's it shows a bit of lack of understanding of, of what cancer is. Oh, this will fix everything. Well, it doesn't, does it? Because there's how many cancers are there? Hundreds or more than that? Oh, no, hundreds probably, definitely. So the CBD oil, isn't it? Big pharma, just want your money. What are you doing with CBD oil? Are you giving it free, are you? Oh, no, you're not. You're fucking selling as well, you dickhead. It's like, you've lot of fucking idiots. And they go, oh, yeah, it cures cancer. Does it? What is your evidence? Oh, yeah, but in a Petri dish, it's done this. Well, human body, unfortunately, is not a Petri dish. And it's like, they have no evidence. And they want to peb it like it's the next magic thing. Oh, big farmer, shut it down. Big farmer wanted to use it, they fucking would. They would yeah, put yeah. in it and call it something else and sell it. It's just this thing again is, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's natural, so it must be good. It probably has got benefits in some respect, but to say it kills cancer is ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, they might say it's natural, but then, you know, it's not naturally in a, a bottle. No. Right? It's got to be processed and stuck in a bottle somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know whether it is. I don't know enough about like CBD or, or even be honest, most medication in terms of how, how I think there's a lot of drugs out there that are synthetic drugs. They're synthesized by um, chemists. You know, they're not they're not literally kind of taken from something like a plant and then just stuck into a pill form. And they're obviously synthesized in a lab and then created pills. Um, although there is this argument, like every compound, I suppose that um, has an origin in nature. Or, or I suppose all all drugs that we synthesize have a they have an, a natural origin in nature somewhere. But because we make them in a the lab, they're bad. But what what if they were like combined by fucking gravity or wind or something in the natural world? They're right to have them consumed? What's the difference? No, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you just, you're just taking the good bit of something and the good bit of something else, putting it together to make a super something. And that's basically yeah, what the meds are. Uh, it's a bit like the whole vaccine thing as well, isn't it? Oh, it's unnatural. You shouldn't be putting it in your kids and... No, you're just an idiot. Uh, yeah, but uh, they've, they've eradicated diseases, haven't they? Eradicated from vaccines. Oh, I don't work. Well, it clearly does. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like I, know, I know a person who knows a person whose child died of vaccines. Yeah, that probably happens. But, like, someone's probably died from paracetamol or probably died from antibiotics, but nobody says they are bad. We shouldn't yeah. probably get on the vaccine or vaccination conversation too much because we'll get slaughtered. We'll get another review saying that we're giving out nutrition certifications. Um, yeah but like you are right i mean i've had someone talk about vaccination stuff they've said why do you think there's a vaccination um compensation fund set up by the government because there is bad i'm like fucking hell well obviously there might be the odd one like one in a million yeah one in like, two million yeah. chance where someone has a, a bad reaction to a vaccine um which is unfortunate but if it saves billions of lives i Probably well, like I know it's if it's your child that dies, then obviously 
I feel yeah. horrendous that like if it's your child, it is a horrendous tragedy for that that individual. But for the greater good of saving fucking billions of people, Jesus Christ! Is it the measles at the moment where there's loads of kids like around the sort of nineteen twenty mark, and we were all at university and uh, that kind of that kind of age, and loads of them are getting. I'm sure it's measles. Um, and uh, yeah, just like it was a big thing on on the like radio one, I think, homed in on it a few weeks ago, and um, just the they had because is that that's the one where you have like when you're born and then you have a top up and another top up like a few years later. Measles, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were having the first one had a bit of a dodgy reaction to it. They never had the yeah never had the the, the, the top ups or the boosters, and um, so yeah, there's just loads of people unvaccinated now, or they're all getting. Uh, measles later in life and um, yeah it's obviously not good um, measles mumps and rubella um, it's insane we live in 2020 and people will believe absolute shit yeah. they see on Facebook yeah that's right don't worry about the doctors I know more than the doctor I've googled for two minutes yeah. so I must know more than someone who's done like 10 years in university here's, here, here's one that annoys me when people say milk you know milk's not very good for you is it why? Well, no, no other mammals have milk. Only humans. We don't, we don't drink, drink milks of our mammals. Oh, right, okay. We're the only fuckers that cook our food as well, but does that mean cooking our food's bad? Yeah. The, my favourite one was speaking to a vegan once who said, I, I said, well, you know, explain the whole milk sort of process. What, what's wrong with dairy? You know, it's extracted. It's, you know, um, even if you bought like hand-milked milk, um, so it's just, you know, least sort of, intrusion to the animal possible um and uh, she just had uh, oh it's the um calcium in it it's bad for you and i was just like wow you've been watching some absolute shit um she was an ethical vegan um and which is fine you know absolutely great but same time get your facts right uh, it was just something that they'd watched on youtube a video they'd watched on youtube but cal- calcium is bad for you so yeah it's impossible to be an ethical vegan it's impossible to really be any type of vegan, but like in this, the, honestly, when you start going into the depths of how animals are affected by literally everything we do, like everything, you, you can't, I mean, no, there's, there's basically levels to it that you can be ethical vegan, but you can never be a true ethical vegan. It's impossible. I was speaking to somebody the other day, not to go down the whole like vegan bashing thing or anything, but um, they said to me, it was when I was at work and they said, I um, I'm a vegan during the day. And I said, so what? So you eat like meat, dairy, and all that sort of stuff in the evening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like my like evening meal will be like when the, basically when the sun goes down, I'll eat meat. Um, and I just kind of was a bit like, right, okay. And I just says, so basically you're just following a, a more plant based diet, and you kind of have a, a restricted window of when you have meat to reduce the amount you're having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so that, you're not vegan. You're not. You're not vegetarian. You're just following a more of a plant-based diet, which is cool. Which is fine. You know, you're reducing your your meat intake because you don't want to eat as much meat. Absolutely fine. But don't go around sort of shouting that you're one thing when you you're nowhere near that box. I was going to yeah. say it's quite actually not a bad way of going about it. Maybe it's, no, it's a brilliant it's, way it's of going. No, it's about no different it. than people just having meat-free Mondays or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you only eat meat at the weekends, or you know. It, it's a fantastic way about going about, you know, a, a sustainability issue and all this sort of stuff. Um, and uh, but yeah, it was just a bit like, oh, you know, at least get your your box right and and kind of call yourself this. Not that you should be called. This was that kind of what I was trying to say to you. You, know, you shouldn't have to be calling yourself. I am a vegan. I am a vegetarian. Um, 
it's yeah you just you know you, I'm somebody who eats food <laughs> you are someone who eats food um, I think we've done that I think we've probably unless anyone's got anything they want to add or not um, nope. maybe a quick summary just couple, couple, well basically don't fall fall for marketing in terms of natural or unnatural basically everything's a chemical everything's a molecule um, I think that could be scientifically incorrect I don't know please don't shoot me if you're a scientist and you know better <laughs> Um, but basically, fundamentally, you should be looking at things like calories. You should be looking at nutrient density. And the term natural can give you a bit of a rough guide to terms of the types of food you should be eating. Just because, you know, we have slated it a bit. But I would like to kind of just bring it back a little bit to terms of, in the same way clean eating is quite useful for some people in terms of having a more healthful diet. Um, it's not perfect because of the reasons we've said around you know clean foods don't necessarily mean that they're not um, either processed or it doesn't necessarily mean because even clean foods can be seen as processed look at Greek yogurt for Christ's sake or other so-called clean foods but it also doesn't mean they're calorie free and therefore might not lend itself very well to maintaining a, a DC, decent um, body weight but it can also help so as I say like even to the term natural or whatever might be useful in some circumstances don't go and thinking I must spend 17 million quid on a bottle of Argyle syrup because it's natural and better for me than maple syrup or honey or I don't know, I'm trying to think of a non Manuka honey everyone says how good that is but and then it's 10 times the price yeah I think Manuka um, is something to do with isn't people have Manuka honey to do with cancer or something like that like it's got some cancer um, protective it's supposed properties. to have a million sort of yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking expensive, like 20 quid, 20 quid a jar, depending upon some sort of concentration thing, right? Mm, yeah. Um, no, I was actually going to ask for an example of a non-natural syrup. Because obviously I said honey or ma- maybe maple, I don't know, golden syrup, fucking, there you go. Like Tate and Lyle's golden syrup. If you, want, if you want something to go on your granola or on your yogurt or whatever you're going to use that syrup for, pay a pound and get a giant bottle of golden syrup rather than the agave. Because again, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't fall for marketing. Don't fall for branding. It's like the eat natural bars. Yeah, yeah. great. There's you know, but stack the calories. Don't just don't fall for it. You don't need it. You don't need it. That's the thing. No, no. Actually, we didn't bring up the eat natural as an example, did we? But again, it's another example where someone's appealing to this this natural fallacy or this appeal to nature because it's natural. It's nuts and stuff, which is obviously way better for me than a dairy milk. Well, actually, there's 200 calories in the Eat Natural Bar, and if you want a dairy milk, have a fucking dairy milk, because at the end of the day, it's going to pretty much give you the same outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. And it'd be nicer. And it, I don't know, I quite like these Eat Natural Bars, to be fair. The dark chocolate and... I don't know, it's a dark chocolate one, which is like, obviously dark chocolate, but nuts, like almonds and stuff in it. It's lovely. It's like a little layer of chocolate on yeah, top of it. Yeah, that's very nice. In fact, most of them are quite nice. Quite even like the yogurt, apricot and almond one, I think it is. Um, okay, cool. Right, uh, big shout out to our Eat Lean Cheese Competition Pancake Thing winner, Kaz Whedon, I think her name was. Congratulations. Um, Good, thanks. Good pancakes. Yeah, they were, to be fair. Right, we let, so for anyone listening, Mel, I'm sorry, we didn't choose the winner. She got she got pissy because we didn't pick her. Even though I would say congratulations, they are some very good uh, attempts. I did like the fact that she used her imagination and she made pancakes in the sh- in the homage of myself and Ed's faces. Very well done. So I think she used like the teller or something for my beard. It was yeah, it was good. To be fair, I think Instagram absolutely hammered Facebook in terms of. Uh, creativity and oh, volume. We had about like volume, 20, 20 yeah. entries on Instagram, and like I don't know, five, five, five or ten yeah. or something on the other one. 
Um, but the Instagram ones, like people were making unicorns out of the pancakes and like there was some really creative Gen- ideas. Genuinely, I thought a few of them, I thought there's no way they've actually done these and they've just raped a professional photo off of Google or something. Yeah, yeah. Because they, no, they did, they literally that good. The winner, I said to Helen when she picked them, um, I said, like, you need to pick because obviously you want someone unbiased to, to pick obviously the winner. So she picked one. I said, that doesn't even look real. That's so good. It doesn't, that doesn't look like someone's like a, a homemade jobby. That looked like someone's raped one off of a shop. If you go onto her Instagram, she does make pancakes a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stacks on there. So. Well, it was very good, I will say. I've just realised you used the, the, the term rape twice, which might be offensive to, <laughs> to people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but no, they were very good, so well done. We did have some, some other really good entries as well. Uh, there was someone, actually, that did from an aerial view of their pancakes or their yeah I think it was aerial and the plate was shaped like an egg and they used the middle and then the topping like a yolk so it looked like and then she did like sunflower seeds or something all around it and she made this pretty pattern around what looked like an egg from an aerial view did you notice Fair that? Enough. that was very good yeah. if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about and they're interested in how good these pancakes are I'll just go to our Instagram and find the um, I think the winning post where I put out I did put a, a, a little montage of all of well, a lot of the entries you know, some of the better ones and a couple of crap ones like my brother-in-law's they were fucking terrible um, <laughs> mine were on there which were just as bad they were just really crap crepes with a like look like I just splattered diarrhea all over them so I just chucked a little <laughs> chocolate sauce over it so um, yeah I just want to shout that out uh, if good. anyone wants to buy and eat lean don't forget NNN10 get your discount shame you can't like get that when you're in Tesco or whatever you just well, use a discount. discount yeah it would be it would be a shame but unfortunately not no um, they, they do. Did I tell you they have, they sell other stuff? So they have partners on their site where like Fitbakes are on there, so you can buy Fitbakes on there. Um, which, in all honesty, I wouldn't buy. Sorry, sorry, Fitbakes. <laughs> They're not. Though to be fair, they are amazing in terms of the volume of calories. Sorry, the amount of calories for the volume of these cakes are brilliant. Like they're like quite decent sized cakes for like eighty calories or something. You're like, I don't know how they manage to make these for eighty calories. Bear in mind, they're quite good textures and volume and stuff. They just don't taste that great. Um, some of them are better than others. I think the the worst one was I think the chocolate brownie ones tasted like salt. But it's like the fiber one bars. Yeah. No, really some of the, some dead. of them are, they taste good, mate. Oh they're yeah, just, no, they're just they really, really good. One mouthful one done mouth for ninety yeah. calories. Birthday cake fiber ones, really good. Okay. Proper good, yeah, like proper good. But they are like one mouthful for ninety calories, unfortunately. Yeah. But hey ho, right on that note, we've just hit over an hour mark. So um, let's go. Let's go. We're going to say to Lou, Johnny. Uh, no, well, no. You're saying goodbye. Else? Just goodbye. No. What's goodbye. goodbye? Goodbye Welsh. You must be able to speak Welsh. I don't know. Don't know. Right, Bo- no. I don't know. Bold at all. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I'll find out in about a year or two because my daughter's going to a Welsh school. So I'm sure I'll find out. I'll okay. tell you when like, she starts in September. I was about to say, does she speak Welsh? And then I realised she's like two. So probably not. He speaks a lot, but not Welsh. <laughs> Some of it probably sounds Welsh when they're that age. <laughs> any, any, anywho. <laughs> now we've insulted the Welsh. Goodbye. <laughs> On that note, bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.